And we're on. This is the Let's Talk Cheer podcast, and I'm your host, Jason Larkin. Where we talk cheer, we talk life, and we talk whatever comes to mind. Five, six, seven, eight. Let's get started. Turn it up and tune in into Let's Talk Cheer with Jason Larkin. We're talking cheer, we're talking like we know we're always talking. So listen up, you boy, I'm about to go all in. Five, six, seven, eight, we're on. Let's begin. This is episode number 15. Not sure if there's going to be a 16, but thank you for joining. Be more, don't be less. Back at it again. How's life going? Going great. How's it going for you? You know, another day, another dollar, another podcast, another holla. So I just made that up, people. (laughs) (laughs) When you said that, I was thinking the same exact thing. (laughs) Yeah, that might be the new thing. But yeah, you know, we're going. I feel like a lot, you know, it's funny is we do these podcasts every two weeks and two weeks, there's enough time for a lot of stuff to actually happen in those two weeks. And it's like, oh, this just happened. Maybe we should talk about this on the podcast or maybe we should talk about this. All these, you know, things are going on. But how, how have your two weeks been? They've been good. I feel like we just did the last podcast and now here we are at the next one. Yeah, and then we never know what to talk about when we get there. <laughs> like, what are we going to talk about? But And if people only knew that we, like, have a couple topics and we just make it up on the fly. So it definitely is the realest. Yeah, this is the, the real deal right here. But this this happened. I um, walk into practice last week sometime. And, you know, the kids are all sitting there. We're actually standing and they're all, you could tell they have that gossip look on their face. Like, oh, this is some hot, juicy gossip. Like, oh, we talk, you know, they're teenage kids, right? They're, it's junior two. So they're all gossipy. And I'm like, yo, what's the tea? What's going on? They're like, and their eyes get huge. They're like, coach, cheer extreme. I'm like, cheer extreme? Like, I'm thinking it's like high school stuff. And they're like, cheer, oh my gosh, coach, you don't know what happened at cheer extreme. I'm like, I have no idea. So they tell me some things that they heard or whatever they saw on Twitter or whatever. And I kind of, I'm like, oh, that's pretty interesting. And I, you know, like, coach, just look up, hashtag CEA is over. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. And I really don't do anything with it. I just kind of, you know, whatever, gossip. There's always something happening in the cheer world, gossip-wise and, you know, whatever. So I go on about my day. We have our practice like we're supposed to have. And then I get on Facebook the next day and on one of the coaches owners pages I'm on, someone posted something like, I bet every coach is scared to get online and see what is being posted about that. And I was like, Oh, and someone's like, what happened now? And I just made the connection that it was about this hashtag CEA is over thing. So I'm like, hmm, that's kind of interesting. So I hop on Twitter and I just look up Cheer Extreme and I'm trying to look to see what the, um, you know, the hot topic is. And, you know, we come across that, I want to say an article. Well, it definitely wasn't an article, but that tweet about, you know, there's abuse and there's this going on and there's coaches with, you know, athletes and, you know, you know, the list goes on and on and on about, you know, everything that's going on. So, you know. I think you came across that. What were your first, you know, thoughts as you came across it as a parent, I guess? It made me sad. I I, I don't know. I I try not to really like listen too much to what's on the internet because you never know what's true and what's not. Yeah. And my first instinct was I feel bad for the athletes and take athlete out of it I feel bad for the children um if those accusations were true I I feel bad for them and then my heart instantly goes to my children and it was it was sad I mean I felt I felt bad and sad and mad and you know all the things wrapped up into one and you know like we were texting about it and I had texted you and told you like something about one of the twins' teachers and it it was the same exact day and 
you know, it's you instantly, I think as a parent go into like defense mode and, you know, those type of things. So as a parent, I just tons of emotions and, you know, you're a parent now too. So, I mean, you had to have had like a coach's perspective and a parent perspective, you know, even though Joey's little. Yeah. Well, you know, someone asked me, uh, someone on Instagram sent me some questions and was like, Hey, you know, one of the questions was, would you let Joey join all-star cheerleading? And it's a yes and a no. I love all-star cheerleading and I love the sport of all-star cheerleading. I think all-star cheer is great. I, I really think it's you know greatest sport in the world. I, I really do love it. However, I wouldn't let her just be coached by anyone. You know, adults truly have a big influence and impact on the people they stand in front of. So not that I feel that all-star cheer in itself is evil, but no matter what sport or industry you're in, there are people who do not have the best intentions in mind for those who they are around and those who that they lead. So, you know, it'd be the same thing as far as putting Joey in all-star cheerleading. I can't just put her in all-star cheerleading because I love all-star cheerleading so much. I, you know, she has to be involved with the right people, regardless if that's all-star cheerleading, horseback riding, basketball, baseball, you know, softball, whatever the case may be, you know, um, but yeah, you know, the big thing with, you know, from my coach's perspective is it is really sad because, you know, this, and I'm not saying that any of those things are true. Like I say, it wasn't a news article. It wasn't USA Today. It wasn't, you know, Good Morning America reporting this. It was a tweet, you know, that I saw from like an anonymous account. So, you know, no actual credibility whatsoever, right? Not saying yeah. it's not true, but I'm definitely not going to say that, you know, I wouldn't bet my life that it's true, right? Um, I, haven't heard it, I haven't heard anyone being convicted in the court of law. So, but what I do know is that those type of things happen across our industry, whether I can point to a specific gym and say that or not, or, or a specific coach and say this coach or this gym has done that or not. I do know that abuse happens in the industry in general. And so my thoughts really on that are that when it gets to that level, coaches have forgotten what is important. They've forgot they've they've prioritized winning and results over the children. And I heard someone say this and I thought it was so he's like I always remind this to my coaches I always remind them I always ask them you know what do you coach you know children not cheerleading you don't coach cheerleading you coach children and you that's like one thing we have to have to remember is that we're not coaching cheerleading we're coaching children and I remember once upon a time I had I was coach it was my first year coaching all-star cheer and I'm coaching the level three team. And on the floor next to us was the level four team. And I don't know what happened. All I know is that the other coach came over and said, hey, can Susie sit down here for a little bit? And I, I have zero clue what happened. I just said, yeah, sure, Susie can sit right here. And Susie's sitting there. And she kind of has tears in her eyes. And I can kind of see, oh, she must have gotten in trouble or whatever, but I don't really know what's going on. And I just go about my business and we're just coaching, whatever. And we were switching floors or something like that. And this coach eventually said, again, he was coaching the level four, I was coaching the level three. And apparently she wasn't throwing her tumbling pass, right? Her level four tumbling pass. And he eventually mm -hmm. said, when she's ready to be a level four cheerleader, she can come back over here. Until then, she needs to be over here with the level threes. And I was like, ooh, sick burn. Like that, I was like, man, that was, he cut deep on that one. So, you know, whatever. You know, I witnessed the event and it is what it is. Years later, I don't want to say years, years, years later, but you know, definitely a couple of years later, right? Two, three years later or so. We have an athlete not doing what she's supposed to be doing on one of my teams. 
And I, I go, you know what? That one coach, he was older than me. I looked up to him. He used that tactic one day at practice, seemed to have gotten some results. So I, you know, I did the same thing. Now we practice with, we, I still had the level three team, actually the same level three team, right? And we practice with a Pop Warner team in the gym. So, you know, recreational cheerleading, right? Very bad cheerleading. And they're over there on the other floor. Actually, that Pop, our Pop Warner teams in our city in Temecula were actually pretty legit. So shout out to Temecula Valley Pop Warner. They were, those are all-star kids. Anyway, but, you know, with a Pop Warner team sitting there. And I go, you know, this kid's not doing her job. And I, yeah, I go, you know, I'm going to use that old, that old page out of his book. And I go, hey, when you're ready to do your job, you can come back over. Till then, you're a Pop Warner chill. You go sit down with the Pop Warner kids. And, you know, we go about practice or whatever. And, you know, whatever. And I get an email. Or that dad emailed, you know, our owner. And I found myself in a meeting that next day. And that dad was not happy and truly reminded me it was probably the last real parent meeting I got for disrespecting the person. And he's like, I have no problem with you disciplining the athlete that she is, but we cannot. And, and, you know, he didn't say this exactly, but it's basically what he said, but we cannot, you know, degrade her as a person. You know, this is my kid. You know, I have no kids at the time, far from it. Right. I'm young. I'm, 24 25 at the time and only been coaching a few years and you know he reminded me that this is a person and it's not just any person this person happens to be my daughter and we're not gonna talk crazy to my daughter like that now you can discipline and make her do as many burpees and push-ups as you want but don't forget that this is my daughter right and this is a real person that you're talking to and ever since that moment, I've remembered that these are real people, real human beings. And I think that as coaches, we often forget that they are children, that they are people, sons and daughters that we are talking to. You know, when we talk about, you know, baseball players, baseball players, they strike out, they get frustrated, they slam the bat on the ground, they break the bat over their knee when, you know, we see you know, golfers miss a putt, they get frustrated, they throw the club, tennis players throw the racket, basketball players kick the ball into the stands, we see all these things. But those are objects that they're taking their their frustration out on. And what tends to happen with coaches is they don't have objects to take their frustration out on. You know, their objects are people. They take their frustration on people in the words of, you know, physical, emotional, um, verbal abuse on those kids and and we as an industry stand for it because they win right oh they win therefore if it's all in the name of the trophy because i have seen things like popular well-known gyms teams coaches say things i would never let anyone say to my daughter ever but be, and I go, why would parents stand? I think why would parents stand for that at all? Oh, we well they win, so then we it's okay, you know. And I think a couple of things. One, I went to we have this um, fierce connection. So fierce connection is a a library of videos, and it just has coaching. It has drill. It's for for coaches. They have drills about tumbling and stunts and seminars and all these things just about how to be a great coach all these all these good things right and we have a subscription to fierce connection and you know there's all these so varsity is a a conference right coaches conference and they record all the varsity use so there's all the backlogged varsity use on there that everyone can go and watch and so i watched one from uh industry leader les stella and it was, I think it was called How to Be That Coach. And it was just talking about how to be just a great coach. And, and he kept saying in this about, you know, if you're going to treat athlete, if you're going to disrespect those athletes, if you're going to do this, get out of our sport. We don't need you. If you're going to do this, you need to be a role model. If you're not going to be a role model, get out of our sport. We don't need you. And he goes on and on 
about get out of our sport, we don't need you. And and one, so we as coaches need to be holding each other accountable. And we know the difference between right and wrong, good and bad, and say, hey, that was uncalled for. We can't talk to athletes like that. Don't forget that that's a person, that that's someone's daughter, that's a that's someone's son right there. And and parents need to be able to say, hey, you know, I get that we're trying to win, but at what cost are we trying to win at, right? Because I think if more, one, coaches and parents had held people accountable to those things, those things wouldn't happen in our sport, right? So there is a good... Um, I know I'm just rambling on now. I'm on my soap. I'm on my soapbox now, people. <laughs> Say it louder for the people in the back because your boy's talking. So I read this book about holding people accountable. It's actually a really good book. And it said that, and I don't remember the stat because it was just trying to give me an illustration. They weren't trying to, I wasn't trying to learn this information. It was just the illustration they're using. Well, it was about doctors. And apparently, lots of disease and germs are spread in hospital hospitals because of the actual doctors, because they don't wash their hands in between rooms. And apparently, it is law, um, you know, I'm guessing federal law, that anytime a doctor enters a doctor's, or anytime a doctor enters a patient's room, they, by law, have to wash their hands but they wash their hands all day long and they obviously get, you know, tired of it. Like, man, I just washed my hands 20 seconds ago. Then you wash my hands again. But, you know, by law, they're supposed to do it 100% of the time. Anyway, and it's down to like 40%. 40% of the time when a doctor walks in the room, they will wash their hands. Down to 40%, so less than half, they'll wash their hands. And they did a survey with nurses. Nurses, how many times have you seen doctors not wash their hands when they walk into a room or that wasn't the question the the question was how many times have you seen a doctor not follow protocol oh i see it you know all the time multiple times a day how many times do you say anything oh i don't ever say anything because i'm scared of the repercussions or i'm scared of this and you know xyz and when they created this culture of accountability and the nurses just had to say one phrase as soon as they started holding doctors accountable the you know inner room spreading of disease or whatever like went down tenfold right like completely eliminated once right nurses i'm not blaming nurses right but once you know people felt like they could say something hold people accountable and go hey doc you didn't wash your hands this time doctors started washing their hands people stopped spreading you know or doctors stopped spreading like these diseases or whatever was going around so it takes Coaches holding the other coaches on the floor accountable. It takes parents holding coaches and programs accountable. Um, and it takes individual coaches knowing, remembering that we coach kids. We coach children. We coach sons and daughters, people's most valuable possessions, not athletes, or we, but not, you know, just objects trying to win. Joey's about to start swim lessons. And I walked in, I had to get something from the office the other day and we have a pool at our gym, right? And I see them doing a training and they're working on, like they're doing their lifeguard training. They're trying to put, um, you know, the body on the, I don't call it a stretcher, but they're putting it on something, right? Just working on getting like a lifeless body out of the, out of the pool, <laughs> right? And I look at all of them like, hey, my girl's coming in here soon. So y'all better be on your top game, people. I'm looking at all the staff, right? I'm like, y'all, my daughter's coming. They're like, who? Like, yeah, my daughter, Joey. She's going to be here. So y'all better be on your top game. But, you know, that's, that's that. I think a lot of people forget to, um, you know, everybody has a bad day. And I think as adults, it's hard for us to realize that children can have bad days also. Um, you know, come, going kind of back to you saying like, you know, you're going to sit your level three athlete with the popcorner. 
you know, everybody has bad days. And a lot of us forget that children can have bad days too. Because you just think, oh, you're a kid. Like, I would love to be a kid again, you know? I know for me as a parent, I try not to, like, get onto the twins or rush them or make them feel sad in the morning before, you know, they start school. Because if you get upset in the morning, like, that kind of, like, sets your tone for the whole day. And then same for, like, cheer. I won't get onto them and say, hurry up, get your shoes on, blah, 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 makeup, lipstick, whatever before cheer because it I feel like it'll set their tone for a bad practice and a lot of people don't think about that um and you never know that athlete could have had a bad car ride before coming to practice and they don't do very good and then their coaches take it out on them that they're not doing very good um so that was just like a little you know thought on that uh it took me real like realizing when I get onto the girls like Rylan it takes her 30 minutes to put her shoes on because her socks have to be perfect so I tell her at 4 45 to start getting ready for cheer because I know that <laughs> it's going to take her forever so I kind of like you know takes her 30 minutes to put her shoes on um you know but you like you said you would never let anyone talk to Joey like that and I think the more coaches that are held accountable, just like you said, the easier it is and the easier it brings us to light. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, like Les said, yo, if you're in a coach like that, we don't want you, you know? But with the, the um, keeping the kids in a good mood, this is a true story. We had two teams heading into first place. They're in first place after day one at the summit. This is before you're in the program, right? We have two teams heading into first place. And... I remember Ashley like, took all the parents and like parents we're in first place. We need these kids in the best of moods tomorrow morning. I don't care how frustrated they make you. You do not. Cause you know, we know when we get, we know when the kids got in an argument with their parent right before we got in them, you know, they come to us and I was like, mm, like, what's wrong with you? Like, Oh, my mom, blah, blah. We're like parents. Ashley's like, I don't care what they do. You keep those kids happy tomorrow morning. <laughs> you send them to us. Do not be ruining this chance of us winning because you had a tiff with your daughter because she didn't want to get her hair braided or whatever because she don't like the way you do her makeup, right? So it is totally true, you know. Like we've been uh you know, we filmed Monday and Wednesday for spirit sports. And yesterday, you know, I don't get off till four and by the time I get home, it's four fifteen. We gotta be at the gym across town at six o'clock so I need to be out the door by 5 30 just to make sure and yesterday we we're almost done getting ready and Rylan you know she had her lipstick on well it wasn't perfect well I'm like okay if I yell at her and tell her go fix it you know she's gonna have a bad day and at practice so I said babe listen we have plenty of time go fix it the way you want it I will wait well, I don't want us to be late. I said, mom will drive a hundred miles an hour. Okay. We'll be fine. <laughs> Just so she didn't have a bad day. So I can relate to Ashley on that. Totally. You got to sacrifice. <laughs> Dude. So Brittany, I got to tell you this. <laughs> I got to tell you this because it's, I, I can't not tell you. So yesterday we're filming for, for spirit sports and the inevitable has happened. I talked about this a Last podcast, I said, Brittany, I mean, it was a podcast before that. The inevitable has happened. We finally had a COVID outbreak. I guess that must have been last podcast. We finally had a COVID outbreak. I knew one of these days it was going to happen. Well, Brittany, the second inevitable has now happened. We were filming and a recreational class walked in front of the video while we are filming right on the middle of the rod floor. Yes. People at home, you cannot see Brittany's face, but her jaw has dropped. <laughs> to her chin, to her to her chest. That's all. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Brittany, we're we're going right. It's minis, and you know it's and they're Ashley's minis, right? And I'm you. You guys don't know Ashley, but minis are near and dear to Ashley's heart. And I used to tell. I used to, you know, when I was coaching another team, if minis were, weren't having a good day, 
I'd look at the team I was coaching, like, guys, I'm not getting dinner tonight. Like, <laughs> Minnie's, Minnie's had a bad day. Your boy's not going to eat tonight because Ashley's heart goes with Minnie's. So, Minnie's are going. They're hitting. They're looking good. And a kid just runs right through in front of the camera. And then, like, three, four, five more kids start walking, and you see the coach. I see these kids. I can't even audibly get words out. I'm just, uh, and Ash's like, hello, hello, hello. And I finally am like, Dimitri. He turns, man, the blood drained out of his face. And then the music cuts. And I watched this video on repeat probably 50 times last night. And Ashley and I are in tears because it's just, you know, minis just stop and they freeze and they look like, what's going on? And anyway, I knew one of these days was going to happen. Um, and, ha- and I can't, I can't stop watching the video. I will be sure to send you the video because it is it's quite funny. It, I, I'm so glad that minis hit eventually. Like, cause then they drop. Eventually. That could have been the one and the kids Dude, walking no. through. That was the one. They were killing it. It was a great routine. Great routine. And then they go and drop the next two routines. And I was like, oh, man, she's going to kill Dimitri. She's going to kill him. And and he just <laughs> felt, he felt awful. I felt so bad for him because I would look at him in his class, like, throughout the rest of the day. And he was just standing there. Like, he wasn't even coaching anymore. He was just like, y'all can do whatever you want. Just please don't go in front of that camera again. Man, I felt terrible. And <laughs> so... Shout out to Dimitri. Because minis eventually hit. They hit, you know, after those two routines that fell or whatever, and they hit, so they turned into something. But I was praying they'd hit because Ashley was going to kill someone. Like, it's so funny now. But at the time, I couldn't believe my – I was – I couldn't believe it. So, anyway. What else we got going on? Uh, We actually – we've had such a great response from cheer mad questions so listening send your questions to cheer mad um and you never know you could be featured on question of the week uh, let's go so we had a great question come over um by shay crawford for brandon all-stars and he wanted to know what advice would you give athletes or young coaches who want to make a career out of cheerleading great question shout out to brandon all-stars you know i really like brandon all-stars they are this is a, this is a true story i'll tell you i judge tryouts for trinity valley community college remember that uh netflix show cheer yep so that featured navarro right the navarro's big rival is trinity valley tvcc so I judged TVCC's tryouts years ago. And this kid is before Brandon went on this, this run that they went on between them and Samoed. It was like the year that they like really like popped. I remember judging this tryout and this kid's like, yeah, I'm from Florida. I cheered Brandon All-Stars. I was on Brandon, you know, I was on Senior White or something like that. And he's like, I guarantee, he looks at me in my eye, I guarantee you, Brandon Senior Black will win Worlds this year. And I'm like, all right. He's like, I guarantee it. I go, okay, man, sounds good. And lo and behold, they won worlds and now they've just been dominant ever since, you know, between them and Samoed. But um, anyway, so shout out to Brandon Senior Black. Well, just Brandon All-Star, shout out to Shea. And the good question. So what advice do I have for young athletes and young coaches trying to get into the game who want to make cheer career? Um, a couple of things, I guess. Really, for coaching, there's two sides. There's two sides when it comes to coaching. There are the X's and the O's, right? And then there are the other half is like the people, the people skills. So, you know, the X's and O's. First, you have to know the X's and O's. You need to know, and by X's and O's, I mean like the grips, the drills, the progressions, you know, the rules, just everything that makes you a knowledgeable cheer coach. And that's like the first thing. I don't want to say it's the first thing, but you, it's definitely half of the equation is that you need to know the X's and O's. And so 
tons of great resources for that. We mentioned Fierce Connection earlier. I mean, that's a paid resource, but there's tons of free resources. You know, Facebook, there's tons of stuff. Actually, Shay runs a group called, you know, All-Star Cheer Coaches, All-Star Cheer Tumbling Coaches, something like that. But really, you know, one of the best groups there are on Facebook, probably is my favorite group on Facebook, real talk about coaching drills and tumbling drills and all those good things, right? So, well, there's tons of free resources on Facebook, on Instagram, um, YouTube. You can learn anything. You can get a doctorate on YouTube. I'm, I'm not even making that. I mean, like, seriously, there's so many good free resources that you can get, you know, you can learn how to, the, you know, these X's and O's of the sport. Um, and then the other side is you need to learn, you need to learn how to actually work with people. And so I would suggest leadership books, um, books on, you know, communication, books on how to motivate, because as a coach, you have to get your athletes to buy in to a vision and get them to work hard enough to actually sacrifice their what they can have now for what they can have later, you know, and all of those things, you know. So the X's and O's get athletes to, or you know, you have to get, you have to know the X's and O's and you have to learn how to actually work with people because on a, on a planet full of people, you better learn how to become a, a people person. I guess the third thing I would say is get people that you can trust in your corner, like a, you know, a mentor or just a, a group of friends, you know, coaching peers, they can like just bounce ideas off of, you know, and just, you know, I did this a few summers ago. It was, it's a while ago now, but I wrote down the letters A through Z, A, B, C, D, F, G, right? All the way down. And then wrote down questions for every letter. A, um, absences. How how do you deal with absences in your gym? Uh, B. I don't remember what B was, right? But how do you you know get, keep kids from bonking their heads on back walkovers, right? <laughs> uh, you know. C. How do you get clean routines? D. How do you get a you know killer dance, right? And I, so I did all these questions, and then I called coaches from across the nation. If I knew a coach at the gym that I knew was successful, I called him and said, hey, can you spend you know, an hour and a half talking with me about cheerleading? And went through the list and asked them every single question. And I compiled a list with you know, great coaches. And I do that every so often. I did it again this summer with tumbling because I knew we weren't going to be able to stunt for a while. I said, hey, you know, COVID, six feet apart. We're probably going to spend a lot of time tumbling this year. So I called a bunch of tumbling coaches I knew and said, Hey, let's talk about tumbling for a while or I'll get, so get connected, have a mentor, have people that you can, that can, um, that can be in your corner. You know, I send um, videos to Shay all the time. Like, Hey, this kid has a crooked back walkover. We can't figure it out. What can you do? And Shay will send me something back. Hey, here's what you need to do. X, Y, Z. Perfect. Thank you. So surround yourself with people who are smarter than you. And that will, um, you know, a lot can get accomplished if you don't care who gets the credit. Ooh, that's a free quote of the week right there. <laughs> but Brittany, that actually leads me to a question for you. Are you ready? I don't know. Should I scared or not scared? <laughs> <laughs> you, you should be scared. You should be very scared. No, it's a good question. But let's... um. Well, actually, let's get to a break, and after the break, we'll come back, and I'll um, I'll ask you this, this um, this a uh, cliffhanger question. Sound good? Yeah, sounds great. All right, let's do it. All right, and we are back. So, be more. Are you ready for um, my question? Yeah, it's kind of weird. I'm usually the one asking the questions. <laughs> no, we're gonna now make it happen. It's, uh, your turn. No, people want to hear from you. I actually got a message, or I've gotten several messages actually, about how how much people like having you on the show. Like, I love hearing 
the cheer mom perspective. Like, I love the mom that's on with you. I'm like, you better put some respect on her name. That's be more, don't be less. Let's go. <laughs> well, uh, I appreciate that. So anybody that is rooting for us, we're rooting for you too. Yeah. Unless we're competing against you. <laughs> yeah, then don't look my way. Yeah, right. So, okay. So, you know, I just got done. It just, just came to mind, right? I just got done answering advice for young cheer coaches or young cheer athletes who want to make cheer a career. So let me flip that question to you. What advice do you have for new cheer parents? Hmm, that's a great question. Um, get involved. I think if you, as a parent, if you get involved as much as you can, um, it makes it a lot easier. If you, you know, find a veteran parent, stay for practice if you can. Um, I know at our gym right now, we're, we're trying not to stay just to, for precautions, but when we first started, we stayed at the gym and I watched the girls and I met parents and I became friends with them. Um, you know, and I, then I just found out like how much longer they had been in the program than me. Um, you know, just talking to them, learning some tips and tricks, uh, just be, I think being involved kind of helped me more than anything. Mm -hmm. And you just, you learn so many things by being involved and me being involved with the girls as cheer team. I know the first year I was team mom and you know, that got me to learn a lot with the coaches and get to know the coaches more, um, on a cheer level, but also on a personal level. Um, and as from there, then, you know, I started going to like fundraising meetings and, you know, jump meetings and stuff like that. And that definitely helped me. Um, I think just being involved is a huge thing, you know? Yeah. So, wait, so I know you're on the jump board. So for those of you who are not part of America, <laughs> so jump is our nonprofit organization that sends the kids to the, you know, the competition pays for choreography, pays for competition, pays for music, a few other things. So you're on the jump board. So you help, you know, come up with the fundraisers and just melt, make decisions overall for the program. So what else? So when you say involved, what else do you mean by involved? Talk to your coaches. Um, I know for me, it was really easy to talk to the girls as first year coaches, Bailey and Claire. And I would just ask them after practice, you know, how do they do or what do they need to work on? What can I help them at home? And that kind of built a foundation for us to venture into more conversations and, you know, become social media friends. And then I see them on social media and I, I see what they're into and what things that they like to do. So, you know, that kind of helped out a lot, getting to know them more on a personal level, aside from a coach and uh, parent level. Um, that's probably another big one, I would say. Um, I think getting to talk to, I know the girls' first year on Elite, it was pretty cool. Ashley came out a couple times into our lobby, and you had came out. Just getting to talk to you guys, aside from, you know, anything cheer. I mean, and now, look at us doing a podcast together. <laughs> and now, look at us. <laughs> All started because you, you stayed and talked after practice, right? <laughs> that was pretty cool. I mean, I saw Ashley in the gym last week and um I actually had a jump meeting and she was like, What are you doing here? I'm like, I had a jump meeting. She was like, I didn't think there was let's talk to your podcast going on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so All right, I, I want to dive into this. Anything. So what uh what good tips did you get from parents? Like that you're like, I'm so glad I heard I'm so glad that you told me that. Like that saves me so much time or money or effort or energy or stress. I don't know if I necessarily, okay. A couple things, um, a couple things oh, for uniforms and hairs. This was the seasons when we used uh, the punk ponies. Yep. Uh, a couple of veteran parents had told me go to Michael's and get a box. And it's just like a clear little tote box type thing. It's got a handle on it. And they had told me, just keep all your girls' comp stuff in there. You don't need to worry about it. It's just pick it up and go. When they get home, you know, you get them undressed and put everything in there. That was a big thing for me because it, I did buy practice shoes and comp shoes. So 
that was easy for me. When I got home, it was comp shoes go here, wash the socks. Those are comp socks. Um, bows, ponies, those, that's a big thing. I thought it made a lot, my life a lot easier. Uh, when I got done washing uniforms, I just put it all in that little box. And then I think that kind of also helped going to competitions. I didn't have to worry about the girls didn't have to worry about carrying a million things. It was all right. Mm -hmm. You got your backpack and you got your box. I got everything else. We're good. Yeah. Um, there was, there was some things that I was like, Holy moly. That's like, can that be true? Or can that not be true? You know? Um, I, Inquiring minds need to know. Let us, we need to hear this. Oh, shoot. Okay, so I guess, well, you guys have, you've already heard these questions because I've asked you and Ashley before when we did Instagram. Um, mm -hmm. A couple parents were like, they're not staying at American forever. You know, they ultimately want to be in Texas. And I'm like, really, that sucks. But now, you know, come to find out, like, you guys, you're here, you know, <laughs> you don't know what the future holds. Uh, we've already been through those questions. Um, oh, us, we don't want to be an American forever. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, gotcha. Yes, yes, you guys. Um, I remember when I asked you guys on that, when we did the Instagram live and Ashley was like, well, we bought a house here. So I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're not looking to move anytime soon. You know, I tried um, to get Ashley to move to Texas a long time ago. Cause you know, I, I say this all the time, but I went to school, I went to college in Texas and we were coaching and I'm like, Ash, we should consider moving to Texas. You know, like, I think, I think it'd be good for us to move out. I love living in Texas, all these things. And she shot that down so quickly. You know what? I thought about it again when Texas opened up 100%, you know, <laughs> the other day. <laughs> I was like, I should be in Texas right now. <laughs> yeah. We're in this we'd stupid be good to go then, huh? Yeah. <laughs> um. I think if you find a veteran parent, so for me, it might've been a little bit easier to find a veteran parent because, uh, one of my best friends, uh, Brittany Odell, her daughter, Kelston shared with American for a while. And she, I mean, we've been best friends since we were in, you know, junior high. So we've known mm -hmm. each other our whole life. Um, and they had done cheer for a while. So it was easy to get information from her or learn the ropes of, um, her mom used to do the fundraising. So she would tell me, don't stop fundraising once, you know, once you've hit your mark that you need to get to for your competitions or for your jump fees, don't, don't stop, keep going. It carries over to next season. Um, so that was really easy having one of my best friends there. I think if a parents can get hooked up with um, like a veteran parent and get some, learn some things about their program because, you know, every program is different. So I feel like at our program, we have it pretty good. There's, you know, we have a Sheila. So if you have mm -hmm. questions, you know, it's easy to go ask her, what's these fees for? Or what's those fees for? How does this work? You know, um, but not everybody has one of her. So no, getting a veteran parent can help out a lot. Um, you know, especially I see some of them on our cheer group that, that, you know, the teams that are going to summit, there's new people going to summit. And I see some of our veteran moms helping out. Um, I know uh, Jamie uh, Cornelius, she's really good at responding on our page and trying to help new parents out. Uh, so that's another good one is getting involved with veteran parents. For sure. And that, that's um, advice I would give, but watch out the parents, you know, the same thing when you're raising kids, you try to watch out who they hang around with. Like, hey, yes, don't be hanging out with uh, Susie over there because, you know, Susie gets in trouble a lot. So parents, this is just my advice. I know it's unsolicited, but watch out the parents that you hang out with because some parents cause trouble more than others. You know, some parents are good parents and some parents, you know, we all probably do without. Definitely. And I know that I've had some parents like, when I was like newer, you know, I, I wouldn't like, it was a different sport. So I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, why do they have to do this? Or why do they have to do that? And I would like have a lot of thoughts about the way like practices, like the girls had, how they, you know, they had to run or they had to do up downs or whatever they had to do. Um, and a lot, like there was probably two parents because we were, have been on two different teams. The parents were like, 
don't say anything because the moment that you say something, they'll start uh, picking on your kids and they'll target your kids. And I was like, like, that's not good, you know, but I think it's the approach that you take with the coaches, at least our coaches. I know that it's always been an open door from the coaches that have coached my girls, you know, Claire, Bailey, Christina. Um, it's always been like, Hey, what did they do wrong? And what can I help them improve on? And instead of just going at them full force, you know, shaking my head and pointing my finger at them. When I came at them with respect, they came back at me with respect. And I have never seen, you know, well, I don't like that mom. So I'm not going to be nice to her kid type of thing. Mm -hmm. And that, it, it happens, but I think it's just the way that you, you come off at somebody with respect and you just want to know. Um, I mean, cause I don't think I've ever had to say, Hey Jason, I need a parent meeting, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, and, so and let me hop on that real quick about, and I think this is, I think it's, um, I could see why a parent would think that if I come to this coach with my concern or whatever, they will then take it out on my child and punish them and pick on them. Right. But I think, you know, I, I see why I see how a parent can logically get to that, that step. But let me say this. No one wants anyone complaining in their ear all of the time, right? But every time I give this kid a correction, they, you know, I get a, I have a parent email. And so what a hundred percent happens, isn't that parents or isn't that athletes get yelled at more and get picked on more. It's that they stop getting coached. It's that every time I tell this athlete, Hey, I need you to point your toe. I have a parent meeting. Then eventually coaches just go, you know what? I'd rather lose than actually coach this kid anymore. Like I'd rather them just be a hot mess because every time I go to coach them, I have to sit through a parent email or a parent meeting. And I literally know that that's a hundred percent true that coaches refuse to stop coaching athletes because they're tired of hearing the parent. So it's not like they pick on them even more and go, Hey, well now you're going to do 20 burpees when everyone else is just going to do 10. They just go, you can do whatever you want in practice. You can just go. Cause I don't need to hear it from your mom, you know, again and again and again, like it wears on them. They just start ignoring kids. So, but like you said, I think, I think when parents, oh yeah. And, but like you said, when parents approach coaches with respect and, you know, and dignity, right. That's, I, I that's when things get accomplished, you know, um, because but here, here we go. I want to try this thought experiment with you, Brittany. We did not prep for this. All right. Two. We don't have to prep for anything. <laughs> <laughs> Two. That's when you know it's real. It is real. It's real, real. So you might, who knows? You might be, you might be, you might already be onto this. So two plus blank equals four. What is the answer? You guys say this at practice all the time, don't you? Because my kids say it, I believe. No, you got it, Brittany. Two plus two blank plus equals you? four. No, girl, the math problem. Fill in the math problem. Well, I know two plus two, but it, there's always some weird logic behind your thinking, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> so two we're plus gonna, two. Two plus two, which is a, it is a correct answer, but it's not the only correct answer, you know? So, you know, two plus the square root of four equals four, you know? And there's infinite amount of things that we can do and we can fill in that two plus blank equals four. And so what often happens with parents is, it's not just parents, it's people in general, but when we're talking about the parent-coach relationship is that, you know, a coach will say something to an athlete, an athlete and coach will have an interaction. Athlete tells mom, dad, parent, guardian, this is the story from my perspective. The parent takes that, that, that story tries to make sense of it in their brain. And then instead of saying, Hey, this is, these are the facts that I know or kind of know or don't know, or whatever the case may be. Do you mind, you know, giving me some clarification on this? They just, they fill in their own story and go into attack mode. And then once parents go into attack mode, coaches automatically go into defense mode. Like that's, just what happens if someone puts their fist up at you 
you immediately put your fist back up at them. And so instead of saying, hey, two, you know, I see that there's a two here and that the answer is four. What did you get in the middle? You know, parents just go, well, two plus two equals four. They go, no, 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 no. That's not what happened. Like, I see why you would say that because that's, you know, that makes sense. But in this case, it's two plus the square root of four equals four. And then we can get on the same page and, and interact. So, you know, I just went off on a tangent. But my, if I can give some advice to parents, it would be, you know, to keep open communication with the coaches. Um, keep it respectfully. You know, be eager to, like, hey, I want to know how my daughter can get better. And I guess just... When a, when a problem arises, I guess, to, like I said, to, to go about the well, – actually, let me say this. Assume that the coach has the best intentions in mind for your child. Do not assume that they are a bad person. Assume that they are a good person and they're, they did something with good intentions. And then fill in the story that way. And then ask them to fill in the gaps. Don't assume that they did it with cruel intentions because, again, it, just, it gets everyone in the wrong state of mind. It, gets, it puts coaches on the defense and parents go into attack mode. But if parents just assume that, hey, they probably did this for the right intentions. Now, I don't understand what that intention was. I just want clarification on why. I want clarification on why she's in the back or I want clarification on, X, Y, and Z, but I know that you did it for a good reason, then coaches are a lot more willing and open to actually have a, a, a conversation and have dialogue. But when, again, when coaches, uh, or sorry, when parents attack, coaches automatically go on the, the defense, right? Um, and the last thing I'll say is don't be a thorn in the coach's side. Um, like you said, <laughs> you said, I've never had to have a parent meeting. You know, you've been in the program three years now, right? I've never had to have a parent meeting. and Except for when you asked me to come into your office one time because I was going to take over the Instagram. I'm like sweating bullets walking <laughs> through the gym. Like, what did I do? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's it how everyone great. is. Everyone always comes in and is like, I feel like I'm in the principal's office. I was like, oh, you are. You're, yeah. you're about to get in trouble. So, <laughs> but... <laughs> You know, but like I said, you've been here, never had to have a parent meeting. There's literally parents, this is our fifth year, literally parents I've never had to have a parent meeting with. And there's other parents where no matter what decision I make, I get an angry email back. It doesn't matter. Like, hey guys, what, you know, we're having practice today. We're having our normal practice today at 630. Well, we always have practice at 630, Jason. I don't know. It's just, okay. All right, guys, we're canceling practice. While we canceling practice, okay, well, you know, and you can't. So literally, there are parents that no matter what I do, I get a response back from them, and they're complaining. And there's other parents who, you know, never complain about anything, and they'll bring up concerns, but they'll, you know, hey, you know, I was thinking about this, just something for you to think about, right? So don't be a, a thorn in the coach's side. It doesn't make people want to be around you, and. Like, why do you want to be a person that no one wants to be around? You know, like, why do you want to be a thorn in someone's side? So, you know, that's just yeah. And a little bit more advice for um, cheer parents, moms, dads, whatever. If you're allowed to sit in the lobby for a while, sit in the lobby and just listen. And you can tell you can tell what parents to stay away from and what parents are nice, and you know, you can you can sit around. Uh, I think that you just, you don't want to just, you don't want to get involved in the, uh, the drama. Um, and there is plenty of drama in cheer. Um, and you know, on the note of like letting coaches coach or, you know, uh, being respectful when you bring something to someone's attention, um, Claire has coached the twins all three years and no, nothing against anyone at American, but she probably is one of my favorite.
favorite coaches. Um, what did you say? And, it sounded like you said yes, Claire's your favorite sorry. coach. Okay. She's one of, one of. <laughs> reason being is because she's young. Um, it takes a lot of patience to deal with all of those kids. And I feel like she adapted so well to, at least for my kids, she adapted so well knowing how hard she could push them and when to back off and not push them. Um, the Rylan, even though she's a little bit tougher than Kinsley, hopefully they don't listen to this, um, Rylan can be more emotional. Um, she can only take someone yelling at her for so long or, you know, critiquing her or telling her that, you know, you need to do this and you need to do this. She can, she can only take it for so long and she gets like flip of the switch. She'll start crying. And I feel like Claire adapted so well to knowing how far she can push my girls and knowing when she needs to back off. Um, we know we, when we moved from prep to elite, uh, Ashley was one of their coaches. Um, and I thought they were going to quit. <laughs> they let me say before I say what the story was, but they love Ashley now, but they weren't used to her style of coaching. And during summer practices, they would come home and they'd be like, this is my last season. And I'm like, why coach Ashley is so hard on us. She's so hard on us, mommy. She's so hard on us. And I'm like, okay, whatever. You're not used to her style of coaching. You do you want someone that's just gonna let you be eh, whatever okay, or do you want someone that's gonna push you to be really good? Well, I want someone that's gonna push me to be really good. Okay, well, she's coaching you this way for a reason. And after they got used to it, it took about probably a month and they got used to it. And then they were like, Okay, you know, oh yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm like, was Coach Ashley at practice today? And they're like, Yeah, I'm like, how was it? Oh, it was fine, it was fine, no big deal. Yeah. But they had to adapt. They had to learn new coaching styles. They weren't used to her coaching style. And, um, you know, I, I never said anything because they have to learn on their own. Not everyone's going to be sweet and easy and nice um, their whole entire life. So I want, I mean, I'm, I want them to have tough coaches and, but coaches know when, when, know when to draw the line, you know? Um, and I feel like at our gym, they all do a great job. Um, so I think that yeah, that's my advice for parents. Just get, getting involved is a huge, huge deal. Finding yeah. out what you can do, talking to your kids as coach. Can you be a team mom? Is there anything they need help with? And you never know. They might have something they need help with behind the scenes that has nothing, you know, to do with the team or team mom or anything like that. Yeah. Um, every gym's different. And real quick, because I didn't, I, I want to make sure I say this so it doesn't sound like we're speaking out of both sides of our mouth. One, parents do need to hold coaches accountable. Because I know we talked about the accountability earlier with, um, you know, with the CEA thing, right? Yeah. Parents need to hold, and coaches need to hold coaches accountable to their words and, and for their actions. But my advice is don't be petty with it. You know, like don't be petty with everything is, you know, I'm holding them ultra accountable. I don't need to be held that accountable. Like I don't need that much <laughs> accountability in my life. Right. So, but anyway, you know, we talked about that for a while. Um, dude, we're the worst, Brittany. We're, we're honestly the worst. We, every, every podcast we're like, Hey, you know, what we need to start off with, we need to start off with telling people to like, subscribe, share, <laughs> like, you know, you go to YouTube, watch any YouTube channel, you go on their YouTube. It's the first thing out of their mouth, like, share, subscribe, comment, you know, whatever. And we wait until the end when everyone's already logged off. <laughs> like, Hey guys, don't forget to do that. So don't forget to do that. If you haven't done it. We also have the giveaway of the shirt, which we'll announce, you know, after I guess we talk about our next thing, but they you know, need to listen to it all the way. Otherwise they're not going to hear who the winner is. If you don't yeah. listen to it, we need to put like stipulations in like you got two weeks to claim being a winner. Otherwise you don't get to yeah. be a winner. Yeah. Don't be listening to back episodes a year later. Yes. Like, hey, I won. <laughs> subscribe <laughs> subscribe um share it on facebook we will see the share we will pick a winner uh but no this actually it means a lot we've gotten more listeners more more streams than ever and it's thanks to you guys sharing the podcast liking it leaving a rating on on Google Podcasts, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, all those things, all those things matter. And they truly 
mean a bunch. It takes two seconds out of your day to do it, but it immensely helps out the podcast. But uh, let's wrap up with one more um, with the quote of the week. You ready for the quote of the week? Be more? Not yet. Oh, um, not yet. Let's go. Get it. Not yet. Send us your questions. Anyone that's listening, whether you're oh, yeah. a coach, you're a parent, you're a grandparent, we might not answer your question, you know, right away, but we we kind of wing it as we go. We have our certain topics that we want to talk about and we want to make sure that whatever question we questions we get thrown at us kind of flow into everything. Um, so just send us your questions. We will eventually answer it. Um, whether you got questions for coaches or parents, send us your questions. We like to see the questions. They're pretty, sometimes it gives you, it gives us a run for our money. Hmm. How well, <laughs> so send us some of your questions. Yeah. And, and I, we talked about this before, but thinking about the next podcast, maybe being an all questions podcast about just everything we talk about, is going to be a question from a listener. So if you have questions, send them in. You can send them in to myself, be more, send them into cheer mad, cheer mad. Most of our questions come from cheer mad. Well, from her followers. So, you know, send them in, we'll get them. And I think, yeah, maybe next time we'll just do it all, you know, questions podcast. So, all right. Now, now can we move on your highness? Yes. (laughs) All bail the queen. What do you got for us this week? What is your motivational quote? Quote of the week. To have what you want, you must deserve what you want. So this came to me because of, um, you know, we had Senior Red, our co-ed four team. And just, and they're usually a really good team, really hardworking group of athletes, and they know how to work hard. But recently they haven't been working all too hard at practice, you know, and it's just, and just to put it in perspective, they've been with us, you know, some of those kids we've had since junior one, senior one, junior two, junior three, um, senior three, and then the co-ed four. And so those kids have a big group of those kids, all of all, like 90% of those kids have either have won the summit or NCA on one of those teams I just named senior one, junior one, um, junior three, senior three, but a big group of them were on senior three when we won. Right. And then those kids all turned basically into the co-ed four that we have now. Right. One NCA won the summit. And so now they have a, a few podcasts. It was a while ago. I said, I said, hey, I'm going to settle the debate right now between who's the GOAT, Michael Jordan or LeBron James. And I picked Michael Jordan. And the reason was because he three-peated twice. He went back to back to back and then back to back to back. He three-peated twice. And I know how hard it is to actually win one championship and then to – Keep the humility and the work ethic and the drive to back-to-back is – that's why teams don't back-to-back often. And then to three-peat, it's just a whole nother level of drive and focus. It's why teams don't three-peat, you know? But he three-peated twice, which just show it's just a whole nother level of, again, intensity, focus, determination that, we, you know, it's just bar none, right? So this team, been you know they they win a lot more than they lose, and they just haven't been putting in the work that got them to be the level that they are. And so, you know, hey guys, if we don't start you know working hard, you know, there's good teams in our division. We're not just going to go out there and win because we're American. And so it, I just I remember telling them that like to have what you want. You've got to deserve what you want. Like, you've got to actually put in the work. Like, no one's going to hand you anything except for last place. If there's 100 teams in your division, you've got to earn 99th. You can't just, you know, even though it's 99th and you lost to all those other teams, if you're going to beat one team, you got to work hard. You're going to beat two teams, you got to work even harder. And if you're going to be in the top five, the top three, or dare I say the national champion, right, the world champion, you have to – you have to earn it. So to have what you want, you have to deserve what you want and you deserve it by putting it 
into work. So, you know, senior red, a little bit of a skid right now. Um, but they've turned it around ever since we've really had that talk. And we've had some serious talks lately. They've turned it around. They've been working hard. Um, and so the next time you see us on the floor is going to be uh, Myrtle. We got Myrtle Beach and we got the summit. Yeah. So I want everyone to be on the lookout for, for Red, Myrtle Beach and the summit because they're, uh, they're going to come through in this home stretch because they're going to they're gonna deserve what they want. So that's our, uh, our quote of the week. Um, our, uh, us let's, uh, us let's uh, talk cheer people. We will be at Myrtle Beach. So, uh, you know, maybe we'll have some swag for some random people there. Yeah. Come up to us. Be like, hey, I, I listened to you on the podcast. Can't be an American. Hey, I was <laughs> gone. Someone came up to me when I was, talk- when I was uh, commentating that competition. Came up. She sat, sat next to me. It was like, I'm fangirling a little bit. I listened to all your podcasts. I was like, hey, let's go, girl. So I ain't catching a name. But she was from FCA. So you know who you are. So she said, I ain't got my oh. other comments. I listen to all the pod. We listened to all six hours of your podcast on the way down here. So shout out to FCA. Um, shout out to those coaches. And yeah, thanks. I appreciate the listen, the subscribe, the subscription, all that good stuff. I'm fangirling. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Uh, that made yeah, my face us. red right now. <laughs> <laughs> so catch us in Myrtle Beach, people. Oh, who's our uh, winner? Be more. Daquan Hubbard. There we go, Daquan Hubbard. So send me a DM. Send me your address, and uh, we'll get you a uh, "Let's Talk Cheer" T-shirt. You want one? Be sure to share this, like it, leave a comment, all that good stuff. And uh, you got anything else to be more? Are we good? We're good to go. All right. Let's end this thing then. Five, six, seven, eight. We're out. We're out. Hey, guys. I really hope you enjoyed today's show. Do me a quick favor. Hit that subscribe button and let your friends know about this podcast. It's a great way for you to show your support for the channel. I'm your host, Jason Larkins, and you've reached the end of Let's Talk Cheer with Jason. Thanks for listening. Thank you.